This podcast is rated M for Mature. dullness of the orb above you begins to fade and it uh, begins to emit this red glow pretty soon the entire glow encompasses the whole orb you actually see now that it begins to burn brighter and uh, looking around surveying the rest of Calendurn you can actually see that the other four orbs begin to glow incredibly bright almost as if each is an individual sun and as they begin to glow more and more intensely the entire plane begins to be cast into darkness everything around you slowly begins to fade into a night sky until the only thing left are these five glowing orbs that are now glowing so brightly that the color disappears and it's almost as if there are now five suns circling around each other until eventually even they are encompassed in the sky and each one becomes a star and everything just kind of fades away and now Dorian and Marmalek are left basically floating in space beside each other so where will you go from here? You said you had plans. Oh, yes. I actually plan on returning to the material plane. Having come from there initially, I realized the work that could be done to better the lives of all there. There's nothing for you on the material plane. That is one place where no deity should walk freely. Um, we'll have to agree to disagree on that one. Marm, for the duration of existence, no deity has ever chosen to live on the material plane. To do so would invite unspeakable chaos. Mm. If you were to go there, it would be an open invitation for every deity to go there. And that plane is fragile enough as it is. There is a reason why deities have always sat upon their thrones and allowed their influence to be extended out to their followers. Mm. Yeah. Well, I'll disguise myself at first, at least. But there's there's much work that needs to be done there. Obviously, uh, the, you know, the methods that have been in place from the deities of the past obviously haven't worked because we've had so many issues that we ourselves have really had to correct to, well, we'll just say there are better ways to do things. And one of them is to educate all of civilization, from the lowest to the highest. And that is what I plan to do. Well, I can't stop you from doing what it is that you choose. But 
just consider this my sound advice to you, who so was someone who often gave me advice through the knowledge that they possessed, that should you decide to go too far, you may have the entire pantheon of gods coming after you. So I suggest you tread carefully, because I may end up being among them someday. I hear your threat, and just recognize that if I treat the people as they deserve to be treated, my power will grow exponentially, and you will fade into obscurity. So, all I have to say is, treat them as you will. I came from them, and I understand their potential. So, I will see you when I see you, Dorian. It has been a pleasure, and if you need me, you know how to find me. My faith, not only in the people of the material plane, but in the light itself, has never wavered, and it will serve them as it has served me, and same to you. I do appreciate your unwavering ideology and blind faith. Uh, I'll go back to knowing. Have a good one. Dorian is just going to shake his head. I would have wished that we could have parted better than this, but as you said, we will agree to disagree. And as he's saying that, Dorian is going to glow slightly, and there's going to be almost like a snapping flash of light and he'll be gone. The Silmar's floating there by himself, and he looks around, and he goes, well, this place is definitely worse for wear, but I don't really want to stay here. And then he kind of thinks about it. A book appears in his hands. He flips through a few pages, and then as he claps it shut, he disappears. It began with the primordials who formed from the raw energies drifting about the void. For an uncountable lifetime, they uncontrollably traveled through nothing, clashing when two or more paths collided. It was constant chaos and destruction as each pure embodiment fought for control of the emptiness over nothing. Seeing this senseless warring order came, who attempted to bring an end to the constant fighting and turmoil but it could not take on this chaos alone. There was just too much energy for it to gather on its own. So it began breaking itself into pieces, each creating what we would eventually call gods. They destroyed what primordials they could, locking the rest in a dimension that would eventually become the elemental realms. With no more chaos to contain, and with little else to do with their newly granted powers, each god began to section off a small piece of the nothing of their own, thus creating the realms. The universe now needed a nucleus, the crux of existence that law and chaos could balance on, a reason for everything to exist. This is why Order created the Key Realm, a place free from the overwhelming influence of one entity or another, a truly neutral world. The Key Realm was new and brilliant, it was safe and comfortable. The realm was quiet. But the world was lonely. There were creatures and beasts roaming about, but nothing truly free. Nothing exciting. To combat this, the world decided to create the races. First, the wind brought to life the elves. Amazed and jealous at this creation, the mountains crafted the dwarves. Learning from its bigger sibling, the dirt grew the halflings and the gnomes. But then, 
Anger and resentment grew from below. It would not be outnumbered or outdone. So it was that fire forged the orcs. Crawling to the surface, the muck saw this and so molded the goblins. Lastly, with a menacing clap, the thunder formed the giants. Order sighed, for again there was chaos and destruction as the races of good fought against the races of evil. There was only one thing it could do. With what little it had left of itself, Order created a race that would hopefully balance out those of good and evil, one that could sway whichever way the world needed at the time to keep peace and equivalence between all of the races. And with the creation of humans, Order died. Long ago, when the world was young and weak, the Forgotten Gods created giant structures to support the world and all of its creatures. They were carved from the dirt and stone and magma and forged to be the strongest structures that anyone or anything had ever created. They were meant to stand for all eternity. Four of them stood at each end of the world, while the largest was placed right at the center. For hundreds upon thousands of years, these structures, eventually named the Pillars, held up the world and provided a safe place for the gods and their creations. Though with the creation of mortals came the threat of destruction to the structures. Therefore, the gods came up with a plan to protect the world from harm. A contest was held between the most powerful and faithful warriors, giving each god a chance to provide a protector to the pillars. Several put forth their selected champions to vie for the chance to stand as a defender. Eventually, four warriors were chosen to be placed by the side of the pillars. Corin, the defender of the northern pillar, Lithia, defender of the southern pillar, Tendrin, defender of the western pillar, and Mora, defender of the eastern pillar. As mediator to the four corners and defender to the key pillar, Tharmin was placed. Each champion was positioned at their given structure to forever stand guard, a task which each took with great pride. In exchange for their sacrifices, each was given the tools they needed, which included eternal life and the weapons that would be used to strike down any attacks or trespassers to the pillars. The defenders were also given a companion who would escort any trespasser, once slain, to sticks so that their spirit could not wander and spread the location of the pillars. These companions would also patrol the areas on the lookout for any potential threats, then warning the defenders when they approached. A lion was given to Corin, an eagle to Lithia, a wolf to Tendrin, a cheetah to Mora, and a bear to Tharman. Legend has created demigods out of the defenders, and indeed they may as well be. The Hand of Light watches diligently, Morning Star in hand, with the sun gleaming off his plates. The Fate's eye stands at the ready, dagger waving and her robes flowing. The grace of the wind paces quietly in the shadow of the pillar, quiver at the ready. The red talon waits patiently, resting his eyes cloaked in his own wings. Lastly, the son of all stands leaning on his hammer, his cold eyes peering through his helm. Centuries past have seen these defenders without threat or trial, and their complacent lives have caused them to slowly fade into the world's surrounding. 
Some, upon hearing of the vast powers bestowed upon these legends, have sought to strip them of their gifts. However, many generations have come and gone, and yet not a person has even set eyes on a pillar or its sanctified defender. At least, none that have come forward to tell their tale. <laughs> 